This is your Wednesday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Hope everyone's having a good day today. Hope everyone's enjoying all the winning that seems to be happening lately. I hesitate to bring it up because sometimes when I do, it feels like that is the point that things turn. But I think we've got some evidence that suggests that some of these teams in this market are pretty good. One of them being the Wild. We'll get to them here in just a minute. Going to talk some Gopher men's basketball after their dramatic win as well. We're going to talk some Timberwolves at a certain point here and MLB's looming work stoppage. I'll have three Gopher athletes on today's podcast, all of them with important games coming up. Sarah Scalia from the Gopher women's basketball team. They play North Carolina tonight. Sammy Walker from the Gopher men's hockey team. They have a big series at Michigan this weekend. And Abigail Boreen from the women's hockey team. She will be playing along with her teammates against Wisconsin this weekend in a showdown for sure. If you did not watch much sports on Tuesday, you might be asking, well, what? Why was he talking about all the winning? What did I miss? So let me catch you up. Gopher men's basketball. 6-0 and this season in dramatic fashion. Beat Pitt, Pittsburgh, 54-53, last second tip-in. Uh, it was about two and a half seconds, so maybe not quite last second, but dramatic. Dramatic finish for them. They beat Pittsburgh, goes down to the wire, a true road victory. I got to be honest, you guys, I didn't know if they would win six games all season. I looked at their roster at the beginning of the year. I think I talked about this with Marcus Fuller when he was on, you know, two, three months ago, as I kind of looked at the transfer portal, looked at what they were doing, and I was like, I don't think this team's going to win more than a few games this season. Marcus and I certainly will get into this more. I expect him to have him, expect him to have him on Thursday's show to talk more go for men's basketball, but they're impressive in some important ways that bode well for this season and frankly bode well for the future when they have, you know, a roster that is assembled with even more talent. I think this year's team is showing us two things. That Ben Johnson knows how to coach and especially knows how to coach defense with with a, an assist from assistant Dave Thorson. They're in a lot of these games because they get stops, because they have a sense of urgency on that side of the ball. And they play hard and they execute. Uh, I don't think, again, they don't have the most talent in the world. A lot of the guys on the roster are coming from low or mid-major programs, but they're 6-0, and and I don't think they played the world's hardest schedule, but you know what? You beat six teams in a row, you beat a major conference team, Pittsburgh, um, on the road. That that tells me that once they get to Big Ten play, if they keep playing this way, again, I don't think we're talking about an NCAA tournament team still. I think that the talent gap will catch up to them, the size gap will catch up to them at a certain point. This is a team that feels like it's going to be a lot more competitive than I had ever imagined. And that's a credit to Ben Johnson, and it makes me even more interested for what looms ahead for them in the future. The Wild beats Arizona 5-2. to two. You guys, Wild right now, again, subject to change. Everything we talk about with sports is subject to change. Everything is... Once you think something's hopeless, suddenly it's not after a couple of games. Once you think something's rolling the right way, you know, we, we magnify these things to a degree that maybe they don't deserve to be magnified. We don't let the seasons play out and just kind of happen. But at this snapshot, this moment in time, 
The Minnesota Wild is tied for the most points in the Western Conference. They have 31. That's a, that's good. They have 15, 6, and 1. You cannot argue with that record, and you certainly cannot argue aesthetically with how it was assembled because here is the second number and possibly even the more astounding number for those of us who have watched a fair amount of Minnesota Wild hockey over the years, especially those of us who might remember the Jacques Lemaire try to squeeze out a 2-1 to win era. They are the league leaders, NHL-wide, league leaders in goals scored right now. Unbelievable. They've been on a scoring binge. They had five more in Tuesday night's win. Uh, just, you know, just an, an amazing stat for you know for a team that struggled to put the puck in the net historically. 83 goals scored in 22 games. Not quite four a game, but they've scored four per game in almost every game during this nice run that they've been on. Um, so, and again, we'll probably talk more wild on Thursday's show as well. Ryan Hartman, who has been a big part of that surprising offense. He will join me on Thursday's show. He has 12 goals this season, which is tied for the team, or not tied. He's, he leads the team with 12 goals. Nobody else has more than nine. Didn't score in last night's win, but had two assists. So he has 12 goals, six assists on the season, second on the team in points behind Kirill Kaprizov. Just rolling really well right now for them. And again, not necessarily expecting that to you know that to to keep up that's a 40 goal pace for someone who's never scored you know even 20 in the NHL but a really strong season for Hartman so far part of that offensive explosion so I'm interested to talk to him more about that on Thursday's show let's talk Tim Rules for a moment if you will indulge me didn't get a chance to talk much about them in the last two shows we go pretty football heavy on those for good reason a lot of interesting stuff with football going on, but you know, didn't talk at all on Tuesday's show about the Wolves' win over the Pacers on Monday night. Wolves now 11 and 10. Not even just uh, not even just in the play-in right now. It would be in the top seven, top six of the NBA right now uh, if the season ended today. You know, they were four and nine, so they've <laughs> seven and one since that four and nine start. And what's interesting about the NBA in particular right now in the Western Conference, it seems like it's dividing itself into some pretty distinct tiers. Now, some of the top might shake itself out a little differently and some teams might move, you know, into into different tiers, but you know, right now the Suns and Warriors, 18 and 3 for the Suns, 18 and 3 for the Warriors. Suns just beat the Warriors um, Tuesday night in a really good game. Suns have won 17 in a row. Uh, that's pretty good. Those two teams seem like they are the class of the West. Then you've got Utah, four games behind them, but three games clear of anyone else. Then you've got this middle, four through ten. Every single team within a half a game of each other. Mavericks at 10 and 9, Grizzlies 11 and 10, Clippers 11 and 10, Wolves 11 and 10, Lakers 12 and 11. Nuggets 10 and 10, Blazers 11 and 11. Now, in certain years back in the day, that would be a real problem if you were the Wolves because it would mean even if you had a good season, you weren't guaranteed to, to get much, you know, postseason interest. That said, you know, now we go 1 through 10 because you get the play in. So that's 1 through 10. Then you get to 11, the Kings at 8 and 14, three games behind anybody else. 
in that kind of middle, that middle 500 group, and then the Spurs, Thunder, Pelicans, Rockets. So what you've seen with the tiers right now is that if, you know, if, with the Wolves, always a gigantic if, but if they keep playing reasonable basketball, they could stay in this kind of mid-level tier and find themselves, you know, in that play-in at the very worst, and perhaps even better if if we if they are on the on the upside of of that, they they could wind up in you know in that top you know top six group and not even have to worry about the play-in. But you know, regardless, right now looking good for them, especially lately seven and one in that stretch. You know, been playing good defense, closing teams out, winning games that they absolutely did not win in the past. They've got the Wizards tonight. I mean, both the, the 76ers and the Pacers game, both games where things were slipping away, and they found ways to win down the stretch. We'll see if they can keep that going again with them. It is always subject to change, but an opportunity again against Washington on Wednesday night. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake for 24-7 gaming, fun restaurants and bars, and luxurious hotel rooms. And join Club M to bask in the rewards. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. All right, I am happy to be joined today by Sarah Scalia from the Gopher women's basketball team. Big game on uh, Wednesday against North Carolina. You guys have been playing a lot of good competition this season. Just in terms of non-conference, I'm pretty impressed with the uh, the schedule your coach put together for you this year. Um, Yeah, it's been... Uh... Like, obviously, we've played a lot of tough and competitive teams to start, but um, I think it's good for us, especially uh, for when conference in the Big Ten comes around, uh, just getting prepared for that. So, yeah, we've got a couple good wins to start our season to uh, lead us into our conference in a couple weeks. And you guys got to go to the Bahamas, which isn't too bad. You had, I think, ten threes down there in those three games. That's kind of been your, obviously, that's a big part of your game. What, What was that tournament like and just, you know, finding you know finding your range in that tournament um yeah I think the tournament was just a good learning lesson kind of for our whole team but uh yeah I mean my shot was on my teammates found me when I was open and uh I think we we worked together as a team obviously we played some tough teams UConn and uh uh South Carolina and Syracuse all those teams are down there so uh I think we just kind of did what we could uh work together and uh you got to watch, I believe if you got to watch your sister play volleyball while you were in the Bahamas. She won a national title with UW-Eau Claire. That must have been pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it was really exciting. I mean, uh, I had good support system on my team and stuff. We got the, the game set up in the, in the hotel room. So, uh, yeah, we were watching it and cheering her on, and, uh, yeah, they won. So it's really fun and exciting. And your younger sister just committed to play for St. Thomas. Yeah. Is that right? So... Uh, not much of a rivalry there yet, but that's going to be kind of interesting for the family. Yeah, I mean, two Division One teams in Minnesota. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it should be good, especially if we play each other. It'll be fun and, you know, bring back the old times. Are you guys going to play each other? Is that That's not like... Uh, I mean, we've scrimmaged them before, but uh, I don't know. I mean... Always a possibility. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Okay, I, I like the idea of these. T- I like the idea of those two programs playing each other. That'd be kind of fun if this became an actual rivalry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it would be. Yeah. It would be fun to play against, especially another Minnesota team that really doesn't happen often. So yeah. I was told that second quarters this year you've had some some big outputs. I think you've had some double digit scoring in three different 
second quarters in particular this season, which is maybe just a coincidence. But when you, any, I think any shooter will tell you there's kind of a zone you get into or whatever like that. Is there a place like that that you feel like, or do you, when you go into a game, can you tell if you're going to have a good shooting night? Um, I mean, I think it definitely stems from like the start of the game uh, and how I'm feeling. But once like I hit like one or two shots, you know, I try and just get myself going a little bit. Uh, either whether that's like just driving, creating for my teammate, or like creating my own shot. So I think uh, once I see a couple go through, then I start to get a little bit more confidence. And, you can get into kind of a conversely can you you feel like when you aren't making a couple do you kind of shoot your way out of it or how do you kind of get your way out of a rut um I'd say just I kind of try to stay aggressive and try to like keep getting myself involved in the game and then uh you know eventually like hopefully I'll get like an easy one or something just to start whether it's like free throws or a layup or something so I mentioned your sisters I think your parents both played sports too at a, at a high level was it kind of not even really an option not to play sports in your family i mean i don't even remember yeah it ever being an option not to play i mean we've all started from a really young age playing whether it's like basketball volleyball softball so sports has just like kind of been around our family for however long you came from stillwater and you were one of the first in-state recruits that lindsey whalen brought in when she was hired as head coach and now pretty good in-state recruiting class coming in next season it looks like too do you feel like how important do you feel like it was for you to stay home and how how much do you kind of enjoy seeing this next wave coming in now too um yeah I mean staying home is obviously like a big factor for me and uh just being able to represent like my home state so I think uh the next I don't know four I think players we have coming in next year from Minnesota uh It'll be, like, good and exciting. I mean, we all kind of know each other, so, uh, I mean, I think it'll be fun playing with them. Last thing for you, Sarah, appreciate your time. Yeah, North Carolina, like I said, Wednesday, big game for you guys. It's, it's been a you – know, kind of the, the opponents are just kind of coming one after the other. What Give me give me a couple things that you guys need to do to win this game. Um, I think we've been really focusing on just, like, paint touches, like getting in the paint and uh, feeding our posts for sure. Uh, I think getting our post going early will kind of help, like, whether they dig down, they'll get open looks outside. So I think uh, a big thing is just, like, getting some points in the paint. Always good to do that. Sarah Scali, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining Daily Delivery today. Thank you. The Gophers host North Carolina tonight at Williams Arena. Part of a really challenging non-conference schedule, like I was chatting with Sarah Scalia about. You know, they've played UConn, they played Oklahoma played George Washington, which is a top 50 RPI team. You know, they played um, you know, a lot of major conference opponents, North Carolina being next up, going to prepare them for the Big Ten, which, you know, starts in in in, four, in five days. They play Nebraska on December 6th. Uh, that's, you know, that's just five days away. That's early next week. And then at Michigan um, to, to open the Big Ten uh, road schedule six days after that. Then they go back to some non-conference play before resuming. Big Ten play, but you know Big Ten's going to be tough again this season. It's going to give them an opportunity to, you know, kind of be part of, uh, you know, part of that uh, part of that mix. Hopefully, if if you're a, if you're a Gopher fan, want to see them, you know, be battle tested and be ready to play 
and uh, you know maybe get back into the tournament this season. All right, happy to be joined today on Daily Delivery by Sammy Walker, Gophers men's hockey. Uh, Sammy, how you doing? I'm good. Can't complain. Excited for the weekend. You guys play Michigan, then you get like a month off. What do you guys do with a month off? Uh, I mean, we got finals, so we'll be uh, finishing up the, the school semester and then hanging out with the guys and then spending some time with the family. So, Give me kind of a, your thoughts on the season so far. You just got off a big kind of emotional series against North Dakota. Where is the team at right now as far as where you want to be? Yeah, I, I would say the team is really good right now. Um, we're just trying to to get better as the weekends go on, uh, and you know, take what we've learned from past weekends and just keep trying to improve and, and keep getting better and winning games. Kind of a theme of some of the folks I've been talking to today is kind of family and just an athletic background. Your family seems like it's no exception. Was that kind of part of your upbringing growing up, just sports, sports, sports a lot? Oh, yeah, 100%. We uh, we were playing sports pretty much, you know, the whole time we were growing up, whether, you know, pretty much every sport, I would say. Um, and I would say that, that has definitely helped me, um, you know, just having two other brothers and, and that competitive you know, side kind of comes out when you you want to beat them, and then they're you know giving you your their best. So, yeah. Give me the rundown of all the all the sports in the family right now. I'm, I'm, I had it, I read it on the bio, but I want I want to hear you talk about it. Yeah. Uh, well, my dad was uh, when he was growing up, he played every sport, but he kind of he stuck with soccer all the way through uh, college, uh, and then my two other brothers played hockey. My older sister did gymnastics, and then my younger sister is currently playing soccer. So, so it's, and it's not just so it's not just one thing. So you you usually you get the dad is a hockey player, the son's a hockey player, but he was a soccer player at UNLV, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he played hockey, you know, his whole youth and, and up to high school. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so it was obviously nothing new, but yeah, it's kind of interesting because um, he he's a huge soccer soccer fan, and you know that makes me more of a soccer fan uh but yeah it's interesting you have a team soccer team uh i wouldn't say i have a team i, I like watching like liverpool and, and chelsea and, and those teams uh every time i go home he's, he's got one of those teams playing on the tv so yeah it's kind of fun to be able to watch that you know more widespread now people have so totally gotten into the epl mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah oh you i'm i don't know can't remember did you guys get to experience much of the the badger go for euphoria last weekend uh a little bit uh i mean we were playing um but yeah it's super cool it's awesome to see that um happy for them for sure what about the rest of the year i mean as you guys think about hitting reset after this weekend you know when you come back in january what's what's kind of the kind of when you cycle into that that feels like that's the kind of the the phase of the season where everybody's like okay now it's getting now it's getting real yeah yeah i think I mean, last weekend here, we're just trying to finish strong and, and take the momentum into break, and then we'll get our rest and spend time with some family and then hopefully, you know, hit the ground running the second half. And it's it's always a fun part of the year because, you know, playoffs are coming up, and that's when uh, the fun starts for sure. You feel like the team's identity has evolved yet? I kind of feel like it takes a while sometimes. Yeah, I, I think we're, we're still figuring out. We, you know, we're a really good team. We're super skilled, and... Um, we just gotta, you know, fine tune, you know, a little bit parts of our game, and 
I think once we once we figure that out, we're going to be a pretty pretty good team. Awesome, Sammy Walker. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining Daily Delivery. Sweet, thank you. That's interesting. We were talking to Gopher coach Bob Motzko at his uh, weekly availability right after I talked to Sammy Walker, and he he indicated that they're kind of moving Walker around. They've tried him at at wing. They've had him at center. Um, kind of experimenting with a lot of different things as they try to get kind of get things jump started. You know, I think Bob Motzko really likes this team. They're nine and seven right now, which is which is fine. You know, you kind of you know I feel like the first part of the season's about tinkering, like he likes to call it, experimenting, figuring out what you have, and then once you know once they play this series and get back from a month long break, that's when things really kind of ramp up, and you want to know exactly what you have going forward but you know he did say you know nine and seven five of those losses by one goal the other two by two goals uh called one goal losses a disease they need to find the vaccine for thought that was interesting he doesn't want that to become a a season-long trend and i can you know i understand i obviously understand why those are the kinds of games that will kill you come march when you absolutely can't afford to have losses and we'll see now, we'll see what they're able to do this weekend at Michigan, a highly touted series. Michigan, tons of top prospects. The draft was just loaded with Michigan guys, the top half of the draft this last year. Um, that should be a good challenge for them going into the break, see if they can come away with at least a split and then get some much-needed rest and figure things out the second half of the season. All right, happy to be joined by Abigail Boreen, senior Gophers women's hockey player. You are from Wisconsin, but went to high school at Hill Murray. Gophers play the Badgers this weekend. Badgers, I think, ranked number one in the country right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Did you grow up in a Gopher household or a Badgers household? Definitely a Gopher household. I actually grew up in Minnesota, and then we moved out to Wisconsin in 2009. But, yeah, bleed maroon and gold, always a Minnesota fan, so happy to be here. So does this what's – the, what's the Wisconsin rivalry like from your – perspective i mean women's hockey those these are generally two of the best teams in the country obviously we know about what happened with football last week and that was pretty cool you guys were in nashville at first first off i want to ask you about that what why were you playing women's hockey in nashville uh it's just a thanksgiving tournament that we uh were a part of this year i mean it's always fun to go to a new place new atmosphere so yeah that was a fun tournament but yeah regarding um the wisconsin series i think it's one of the biggest rivalries in women's hockey and it's always a competitive nature. The atmosphere is just crazy. It's always a fun game to play. Now your bio says your dad played a year for the Gophers here? Correct, yes. So it's kind of cool how um, uh, I can kind of keep the family tradition going. I have a lot of cousins, and uh, onset went to the University of Minnesota. So it's in family nature to come here. And you are having a very good season. What, what's, um, you know, as you've kind of, I'm sure last year was just kind of weird for everybody as you kind of prepared for this year. Did, I mean, did you envision having the kind of impact you're having right now? Yeah, I mean, last year was difficult for everyone, but I knew I had to um, bring a new level to my game this year. And, you know, playing with Heisey and, and Skaya, we just connect well on off the ice first, so then our connection on the ice is great. And, yeah, I think we're we're playing great so far, and we're just going to carry it into the next series. How important is that in hockey in particular? I mean, I'm sure you've played other sports. I think you played soccer for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, hockey feels like the sport that I hear people, athletes talk about, like, how important that connection is. When you kind of have that off-ice connection and when you kind of understand each other's games, like, what does that do for you on the, on the, on the ice? 
I think it's one of the biggest factors into having um, your on-ice chemistry. We're, we are like best friends off the ice, so I think, you know, when you have a bond with someone, you'll connect on the ice, and I think it's one of the biggest factors in hockey. When you talk about the Wisconsin rivalry, is this, I mean, you probably know a lot of these elite players growing up. You probably play in a lot of the same kind of select tournaments. Mm-hmm. Is this the case where it's like it's a true like bitter rivalry, or is it the case where it's like it's a competitive rivalry? I I think it's just a competitive rivalry. Um, you know, you come to the University of Minnesota to beat the Badgers, so I think it's more. I mean, it's bitter at times, but I think it's more competitive for sure. Now, I know you guys were in Nashville. Did you get to watch any of the football game? We did not, but I saw that we won. And that's that's great. I hope we can win this series as well. I hope you can too, for for the sake of the Gophers. Um, just a couple more, th- a couple more things for you. I think you have one more series after this against Minnesota Duluth, and you have like close to a month off. Uh, yeah. Is that? I think hockey gets that big break almost every year. Is that a good time to recharge, or is it kind of weird to kind of have a month where you're not playing any games? I think it's a good time to kind of just reset and spend some time away from hockey and with your family and. You know, you can always skate and whatnot during break, but I think it's a good reset button, and then you come back prepared and and better than ever for the second half of the season. Final thought, if you're going to win this series, you know, take a game, take two games, maybe what are are some of the keys to beating Wisconsin this weekend? I think just relentless forecheck, getting pucks deep, playing um, disciplined in the D zone, and and just out-competing them, I think, is what it comes down to. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Enjoyed chatting with Abigail Barreen. Gophers big series at Wisconsin Friday and Saturday. Gophers ranked number five in the country right now. Wisconsin number one. So an opportunity for them. They got another big series the weekend after this. Home against Minnesota Duluth before they get a few weeks off to kind of tinker uh, like the men's team as well and make sure they're headed in fully the right direction. Now also... Uh, had a chance to talk to to Brad Frost a little bit more, the head coach of the women's team, about Abigail Barreen. Here was kind of his here's here's how he viewed her journey from you know, kind of a role player the first two years to what she's become now. Well, it it started last year. You know, she was kind of third, fourth line type of kid for us her first two years. We felt like there was more there uh, when we recruited her and. And last year, she just came in and, and started playing really, really patient with the puck. She was possessing it well um, and, and not giving it up until she had to. And and uh, that helped her confidence grow, uh, start getting on the scoreboard. I think she had 10 or 11 goals last year in, in a shortened season. And and she's just continued that on here as, uh, as we've gone this year. So really fun to see her uh, get to the level that we always believed that she would be at. And, and she's... Uh, really kind of one of those heart and soul kids for us. So like I said, a lot of big games coming up for Gophers teams in the next few days. And I thought it was interesting, the family theme with all those athletes, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of family members were athletes in, in, in each of those cases, kind of find that, that to be true with a lot of, a uh, lot of families, a lot of, a uh, lot of elite athletes, but it was especially true in all three of those cases. Let's finish with the cooler. Major League Baseball work stoppage is looming. Could happen at midnight tonight. The fact that it barely registered on my radar until I thought about it a little bit more today tells me where baseball is on my, you know, kind of on my pecking order right now. 
Um, also shows you how important it was for the Twins to get the Buxton deal done this past week because if they didn't, they were going to have to wait months because you can't have contact with players if there is indeed a lockout as part of this work stoppage. Um, barring something unforeseen, though, there's going to be a lockout. Um, creates the sense of urgency, I guess, but it just seems like it's a bad thing for baseball as they slip further into the abyss. Definitely, the uh, I feel like they're the number three league in in the in the in 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 U.S. sports right now, behind the NFL and the NBA, and they keep falling faster and faster. Good column on Buxton, by the way, by Lavelle Enil the third, and the uh, kind of the slippery slope of tying performance incentives to MVP awards and the 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 kind of difficult position that puts writers in if they want to avoid a conflict of interest with the players that they cover. That will do it for today. Like I mentioned at the start of the show, Ryan Hartman from the Wild expected to be on Thursday's show, as will Marcus Fuller, the Gophers men's basketball beat writer. So plenty more talk about both of those two teams on Thursday's show. Friday, expecting to have Alan Horton, radio voice of the Timberwolves on the show. So good stuff coming up. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back at it again on Thursday.